Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just three cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Ugh. So cool. Tonight's episode is Mad as a Hatter, directed by Frank Power, written by Paul Dini. This episode originally aired October 12th. 1992 and features the first appearance of the Mad Hatter. Ooh. Wikipedia says miserable Wayne industry scientist Jervis Tetch is unable to pursue the girl he loves, Alice the secretary. When she splits up from her boyfriend, he makes an advance and develops a fast friendship with her until her boyfriend reconciles with her and proposes to her. Enraged, Tetch decides to take matters into his own hands and dons the mantle of the Mad Hatter, (laughs) using his mind control devices to force those who have wronged him all his life to become his mindless sex slaves. Pretty much. I added sex. And to talk about this episode... Here's Ballard and Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. It's like almost like a kid's show. <laughs> hey, hey. Ballard. We're talking about a fucking kid's show. So the Mad Hatter, what's his name again, Falk? What's the uh, what's the character's name? Jervis Tetch, which I guess is a play on Tetchy, I believe. Tetchy? It means kind of um I don't Chewy. know, kinda of nerdy, kinda of, kinda of wound up tightly. Right? Steve. Yeah. Steve confirmed. You're Tetchy. Tetchy. Uh, I don't know. Tetchy. Oh, Steve. bad-tempered and irritable. Oh, that's... that's it says it's a word that may have been coined by Shakespeare. He's a Tetchy. He's a bad Tetchy. Um, well, I just want to say that Mad Hatter character played by Roddy McDowell also played the March Hare in Alice in Wonderland in fucking 1980-something. Oh, very cool 1985. Fact. It was a TV movie, an American TV movie, and he was the he was the Mad Hare, the, the March Hare, which is obviously the friend of the Mad Hatter and the Dormouse and then are doing the tea and shit with Alice. Really? I have a, another interesting note on Roddy McDowell that he played the bookworm in the 1960s Batman TV series. 1966, I think, right? Yeah, well, here, let's bring up Roddy McDowell's... Uh, Roddy McDowell, I, I actually recognized the dude uh, when I looked him up, but then I was like, wait, what the fuck do I recognize him from? Like, what do I actually know him from? Like, he's he's a, uh, he's a voice in shit. Like, he's a, vo- a voice in A Bug's Life. He's a voice in... Um, uh, uh, the Great White Seal, like this old Chuck Jones cartoon I used to watch. I still have it. I have it so I can show it to my kids. Um, I think he was also the voice of narrator of Mowgli, or the uh, the Jungle Book Mowgli Chuck Jones series as well. So I mean, like, but I was like, what do I fucking actually know his face from? And I couldn't recall. Like, I actually don't like. 
I can't pick up his face from any movie. He's best known thing. for betraying Cornelius and Caesar in the original Planet of the Apes series. See, that was a mask. That's a giant mask. It was a huge fucking mask. So, like, it's like, okay, maybe I know him from Fright Night. I mean, that's I'm thinking that could be the only thing because I love Fright Night, and he's in the original Fright Night. The Poseidon Adventure, the original one. Okay, see, that could be it too. But I mean, I've seen that, but that was a long time ago. The greatest I know story the new ever Poseidon told. More than I know the old Poseidon Adventure. I know the new one more even. He was in Cleopatra. Yeah, see, like that's something that like I saw maybe as a kid, but like <laughs> I wouldn't. But I he's got a really recognizable face. It looks just very British to me. He is very British. Browdy McDowell. So yeah, that's the that's the bad guy in this. Um, yeah, like Felk mentioned in the Wikipedia said article, um, he's all about love mind control as a concept. Essentially, I mean, yeah, it's mind control. He's trying to do the rats or whatever. But I mean, yeah, it's pretty much just fuck people. And um, it was my favorite aspect of season one of Jessica Jones because they did it right and they did it dark with uh, the Purple Man. That was fucking awesome. Uh, with uh, uh, what was his name? Kilgrave. Uh huh. Dude, that was sick. I love Jessica Jones season one. Season two, not so good. All the all the yet. Marvel Netflix has kind of dropped off after season one. Really, of uh, Luke Cage is probably the last time I liked anything they did. I'm, I'm oh, watching Punisher. Luke Cage season two and enjoying it so far, but I'm watching pretty slowly. I'm like four episodes into Luke Cage season two, but the Punisher season one was awesome. I gave up on on the whole thing after you gave up on everything. Like, now that I know it'll never come to the real the real show. Yeah, I know. Matter. Yeah, it's, I kind of gave up on Agents of Shield too because of that. Yep, just the movies from here. So right it's now. like what what's it working towards? But here's the thing: anything that shows up on the Disney app. Right, or the Disney uh, streaming service, that connects to MCU, and that has the opportunity of showing up in MCU because that's that, like, that's like under still uh, my understanding. That sounds that's like, like Feige. Bull. What? You know, they they said the same thing about all this stuff that's happened with Netflix. It's all connected. Was their slogan, you know? And I, I just a one way street though. They'll just use elements from from I the think, main series. The MCU will probably tie characters into the movies for like maybe Avengers films or something like that or like X Men films or something. But other than that, they were. Not, I mean, they're not. Yeah, you're not going to see like a TV series character all of a sudden have like a TV movie or like a movie in theaters. Like that will never happen. No. But they might be able to reference events better or have like contracts set up with certain people. I mean, Agents of Shields had uh, th throughout reference stuff that was happening. Yeah, but it was always one way. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, and I think that the I idea guess that's this how would be not be. one way. This would be like two way. Well, yeah. Well, anyways, so with Matt as a Hatter, I thought that uh, once again, I thought it was interesting how it was. It, it was starts off with this moral quadri that he basically is this jealous uh, scientist who just wants fuck Alice the girl. So bad. And so he, bad. he starts off real quickly, basically like, uh, should I do it? Should I not? Uh, I know. Most all of right. it comes to a head after Alice is like, it's broken up with by Billy because Billy's a jerk. <laughs> Billy's a fucking jerk. And she's all crying. And then right then he's like, oh, shit. I'm going to take her on a super sweet date. And I'm going to base it around Alice in Wonderland because bitches love Alice in Wonderland. And I'm going to get her so wet. And she's not going to be able to wait to start <laughs> sucking on my dick and fucking me once we get back to my sweet pad. <laughs> It definitely seemed like he went to the storybook land a lot. Like, this was not the first time 
he's gone way there. too much. He's he was obsessed with uh, you know I guess Alice well, in Wonderland. Gotham is a Wonderland, Steve. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's something that I had to point out that I, I'm sure everyone points out. Whoever talks about this episode, but they keep saying in this in this shit uh, in books that you know Alfred and Bruce Wayne are looking at and artwork this guy's looking at and this guy talking about when he's like you know heard the story. Alice in Wonderland's like okay, that's not the fucking name of the book. The, mm-hmm. the name of the book is Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. That's the name of the book. The movies are Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Or Alice Through the Looking Glass, if you've seen that horrible piece of shit. There's a lot of porn parodies of Alice in Wonderland. Any good like, ones? Well, in the 70s, I mean, when like when porn was still like movies with plots shot on film. And lots of hair. Projected in theaters where people had to go to theaters to masturbate. That's hilarious. So much pubic hair. Pee Wee Herman. He, he no Pee Wee Herman got caught masturbating in a theater well after VHS was a common thing in the homes. Yeah, by the time I was old enough to understand what he had done and what he had done wrong and gotten busted for, I it was like, wait, dude, there was an internet. Like yeah. you could have done internet still then. I don't think there was the internet. There wasn't the internet, oh, yeah. but there was VHS. There was internet. No, there wasn't. There was internet in, like, 94. There was technically internet, but there was VHS. I remember looking at nude photos of Cindy Crawford on the internet in 94. Yeah, but he's not jerking off to nude photos. He went to a movie theater. like that, So he he didn't want a magazine. My point is still that VHS would be would be a much more viable alternative to jack off. Too. Oh, yeah. You, you just go to a porn theater, rent a movie, then go home and jack <laughs> off. Perfectly legally. Yeah, well, but... There were still the people who liked the old school way of doing it. It's like people collect LPs still. Some people miss the camaraderie of jacking off with other people. There's the the peep yeah. show ones where there's the the like glass or something where they get revealed. You have to keep feeding them dollars or something. What? That's that's barely what? a thing. That's because of specific zoning laws that that wouldn't allow for strip. Steve. Steve, have you been to those? You sound like you know a lot about those. <laughs> those were in, like, Times Square because of zoning laws that wouldn't allow strip clubs on specifically busy streets. That's weird. Those are that pretty rare really in actual They're, they're in, in San actuality. Francisco. They do? Here we go, Steve. Batman, by the way, is doing his, his super oh, not yes. extremely wasteful, super not ridiculous, over-the-top rocket seat to get that to the was, top of a bridge. He could use a grappling hook. That was definitely for a toy, right? Like, I was watching that thinking, okay, every kid's not going to want the Batmobile. So what's he doing? With, with so he's jumping. replacing that scene at what point right now? He has to drive that car back. He can't just park it on the bridge. Oh, it's just a new one just pops up. You know, it's like it's like a, it's a shark yeah. tooth. It's like a shark tooth. The new, uh-huh. the new one comes forward and goes in its place. Uh-huh. There's like a conveyor belt. It's like, and there's just a new one. Idiots. Well, here we are. We have now Steve's sponsored cliff act, uh, cliffhanger act break where we have dudes and Batman falling off a bridge. But you know what? We've seen this before. What happens? Oh, Batman does uh, a grappling, grappling hook and saves hooks. the day. For the no, save. this was actually not grappling hook. Oh shit! It was Batwing hang glider actually. Oh yeah, and it gets all dented too. It always gets dented at the end. Have you ever noticed that? His like the tips always get bent up, even like in normal landings. I almost wonder like how much of that is like by design of the of the actual like you know wings or like they're supposed to like bend and fold in a little bit so mm-hmm. that they aren't like rubbing up against the ground. I don't know. I always wonder. That's interesting though. All right, whatever. So we see the fucking, what, the same chef from Pretty Poison? I mean, it's practically the same guy, right? He's all super French and shit. Yeah, so he just basically arranges the best date by... So is he able to control everybody's mind all at the same time? 
Like yeah. he, he basically is given like twenty different cards and he's telling all these people to do different things. That that's pretty impressive. I, Dude, I think 52. that uh, he's probably got fifty two, right? So boom, there you go. He's got tons of people working his for him, taking care of shit. All he's gotta do is be like, Hey, boop, card in your hair. And, and if someone walked up to me and tried to put a card in my hair, I wouldn't stop it's them. It's not a playing cards. They're not fifty it's not a deck of fifty two. Whatever. You walk around with fifty two cards, no one's gonna think twice. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So you so you walk up to me with a deck of fifty two, I'm gonna be like, Oh, here comes the magician. He's like, Look at the cards, pops one in my hair. Oh, I'm immediately in control. I'm not gonna do anything if someone tries to pop a card in my hair. I'm be like, cool, what's gonna happen? A magic trick. And then boom, I'm under mind control and I'm getting fucked, you know, like so hard by fucking What's his name? Javier Tetch? What was his name? <laughs> Jar- Jarvis Tetch. Jarvis. Jarvis. With an E. Jarvis. Super cool. So cool. He's very, like, uh, like, like, kind of, I guess, I was thinking gerbil, or, like, you know, his name kind of re- reminded me of, like, a, a rat or something like that. Oh, that, and he's got big old buck teeth, like a rodent. Mm-hmm. Maybe stretch. Maybe uh, I love that uh, Batman right now. He sees the Alice in Wonderland thing, and he's like, "Hey, this is the same painting from the dude that's doing mind control in the laboratory. This is the same painting in well, his lab." And with that, what's happening to these people is that they are being mind controlled. And he sits there, he taps his chin, and he goes, "Hmm." <laughs> it's like, come on, Batman, Bruce. I Get thought he realized immediately. He got all upset, but I thought you know, I, I liked how once again Alfred is the one hmm. that you know puts it all together for him. Alfred's always just put it. My favorite one ever was that he tells him that you know, or let him know don't put it into a microwave because it's a crock pot. And then and then Batman goes crock. Of course, Alfred, you're right. <laughs> it's Killer Croc is the bad guy. <laughs> of course, that's Adam fucking West level of Batman 1966 style of writing. Guess what, guys? Billy's back, and now Billy so and Alice are engaged. They're engaged now. Billy's pissed. That that's what brings the Mad Hatter over the edge. Dude, that is the best. That's the best relationship ever. Think about this, okay? Alice and Billy are dating, right? They're, they're obviously very close, <laughs> to the point where you know this is a really major breakup. But as soon as he breaks up with her, days later, gets back with her. And they're engaged. It's like next day. Like this is a tumultuous fucking relationship, hot and heavy. This is not going to turn out good for Alice at all. I do not think Billy is a good person for her. That's uh, all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean that's all I'm going to say safe. on that. So you think that the Mad Hatter is a better better choice? I well, considering the options, you got okay. You got a guy that's like you know in one foot in, one foot out. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. That's not cool. All right. They've been together for, like, fucking six years, and he hasn't popped the question yet. And that's a little bit fucked up. By the way, it took me a long time, too. And then, um... Okay. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be honest, I guess. And then, uh, and, you know, whatever. So, fucking... Who gives a shit? Why are you guys gonna give me so much shit, right? Why are so, you giving me so much shit? Are you identifying with Billy right now? What's, what's, what's going on? Billy is so cool. I think <laughs> I think Billy's might be my new favorite character in the show. Well, he actually ends up being kind of cool. He helps out Batman. He's like, "Hey, they they're trying to fight me, but not you, Billy. So what? Why don't you go and uh, fight him?" Yeah, I think Batman wallops on Billy a little too hard actually at the end in the in the finale fight. Yeah, I thought that he bit... uh, he gets Billy out of the mind control, then has Billy help him out. All you have to do is remove the card. You don't have to keep beating on him incessantly like you're some kind of, you know, like you're beating some criminal. 
By the way, I love when Billy breaks up with her again immediately after they get engaged. Bruce is sitting on her desk and, like, listening to this whole conversation. And she's like, Billy, you're breaking up with me? He just broke up with me, Mr. Wayne. He fucking just broke up with me. I don't know what's going on. So Billy's like... <laughs> That's why he beats him up a little breaking bit. Breaking up one day, 24 hours, got engaged. Six hours <laughs> later, breaks up again. <laughs> and Bruce is there going, hmm, <laughs> what is going on around here? I wonder. It's amazing. It's, it, it is suspicious. I would love to see a follow-up if they ever did like a fourth season of the Batman animated series to find out what happened to Alice and Billy. What could have possibly happened? That's who you're looking for? Alice is in a grave. Now we have Alice, and she's in her apartment with Mad Hatter and Batman. This episode reeks of hashtag me too. And she's just an assistant at this fucking lab. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. Poor girl. Well, he also takes the boss, doesn't he? Who took what boss? Isn't, doesn't the Mad Hatter, he takes uh, his boss, who's also a woman, hostage. Makes her the queen. Oh yes, yes. I think yes. You're right. Yeah, and the and the whole full on when they go full on Alice in Wonderland. Right mm -hmm. now we're just right now we're in the sequence where the the walrus and the carpenter are fighting Batman. You know the walrus and the oysters in the fucking carpenter story from Alice in Wonderland. Excuse me, the Adventures of Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Um, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. <laughs> I think I still screwed it up. <laughs> um, is it's pretty fucked up story. It's about them like essentially like. They, they 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 personify these oysters, and then they fucking just eat them, or or the walrus just eats them, you know. Like that's as I, I even as a kid when I saw them in the Disney version, I was like, this is horrible. This is a horribly violent story. The 1976 porn uh, parody was just called Alice in Wonderland, an X-rated musical comedy. I love it, and it was pretty successful. Its box office was 90 million. Wow. A porn film in theaters in 76. Oh, man. I wish you could look up, like, Justice League, a triple X gay par porn parody or whatever it's called. I wish you could look up its budget or not its budget. It's uh, box office. It doesn't have box office. It's distributed online. I know. That's what I'm saying. I wish I could. I just, that's what I'm saying. I wish you could. I wish you could. Well, it's, basically, you're wishing that it had been released in theaters. Where exactly. people would go and jack off in theaters. Exactly. And the, why and, did that happen? Why can't? Why, what kind of world do we live in now? And then the next <laughs> week, the theater could be that same theater would be playing Incredibles two. I don't understand this world anymore. I do. It's outgrown me. People don't would prefer to jack off in private rather than jack off next to strangers. Word. The, the thing is, is that for some people, when the transition happened in the nineties when you could get VHS porn, some people miss the old ways of stroking it next to a buddy. That's, I still can't, honestly, as much as I'm being, like, obviously facetious, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine masturbating in a theater. That'd be so fucking weird. It'd be so weird. It'd be so gross. It'd be so weird. You understand this, that was how it was done for, like, for, for several decades. That is I how am it was so done. happy I did not live in that era. I think in the 80s, you could still, you, I mean, you could get home videos. I mean, that's what really pushed VHS and... VHS was released in 1984. Uh, beta was 81, I believe. Yeah, so... But they were prohibitively expensive. Beta decks cost like two grand when they mm -hmm. first came out. So, I mean, we're not all... Whereas a movie ticket to Alice in Wonderland in theaters or, or whatever porn was playing in, in movie theaters in the 80s, a buck, you know, two bucks, whatever, with inflation, reverse inflation. 
crazy. So not everybody's rich, not everybody had the money to jack off at home, but Pee Wee Paul Rubens definitely did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He he loved he loved the uh, the exhilarating you know release of adrenaline from being you know out in public or some shit probably. And also that was in, like yeah that was in '94 when like VHS decks were like 300 bucks. Awesome. He dismissed it. Well, back to, back to Batman. Rubbing elbows, you know? Rubbing elbows. That's what it means. No, I don't want to rub elbows. That's what the term rubbing elbows means, isn't it? No, it is. N- no, it. Uh, no, I, I hope so. not. I hope rubbing not. elbows is like when you're like. I don't. I thought like kind of poking fun or something like that. No, no, no. I don't want to go to Cambridge. Cambridge Dictionary. I want to go to the Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary is the only one to ever check. Never. No, you only check Urban. They're the, uh, the most reliable source. To masturbate next to a friend so that your elbows touch while jacking off. <laughs> also can mean to mix or socialize closely. Uh, I that's will, what I, I was will, I will try to get this episode back on point, Cool Boy Nation. That was the one that I had in mind. Yeah. Back but to the I episode. I think you can think of any sort of term and come to go to Urban Dictionary <laughs> and find out that it's a... Uh, I love Urban story. Dictionary. Look up fucking... Uh, look up Mad Hatter on Urban Dictionary. What comes up, Felk? <laughs> Uh, by the way, we had a cliffhanger act break that was uh, Steve sponsored cliffhanger act break. It was fighting the walrus, fighting the walrus. Right now, Batman is was fighting all of the uh, other people from Alice in Wonderland. A Mad Hatter on Urban Dictionary means someone who sells LSD. Uh, oh shit! Nice. The, Look up Alice. I like how the Mad Hatter mentions. Look up Alice. That his stuff also gives them super strength. Yeah, no, he said that. Yeah, he goes, my mind control increases their strength. What the fuck does that mean? And you can see it, though, because the Batman is getting kind of, like, his ass kicked all around for a little bit. Yeah, what's up with mind control? Because, like, even Harv, like, Big Bad Harv versus Harvey, Big Bad Harv could actually, like, did one kick to Batman's, like, ribs and, like, essentially took out Batman for, like, the next, like, eight hours while, like, you know, Harvey, I'm sure, could never have done that. And Two-Face, what, part one, I think. Yeah, somehow the, the the mind is stronger. I have answers for Alice if you want to know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Alice. What's an Alice? An Alice is – this is what an Alice means. Alice is a beautiful girl with a charming personality. She is kind, funny, and flirty. She is unique in her own way. Alice excels in music and art because of her imaginative mind. She is an introvert and slightly socially challenged. She can be oversensitive, impulsive, and prone to mental illness. Alice is a dreamer. She drifts off into Wonderland and has trouble coming back. As in, wow, that girl is something else. Yeah, she's gorgeous, but be careful, dude. She's an Alice. That makes no goddamn sense. Well, no, it really terrible. doesn't. I'm trying to figure out like what kind of type of girl they're even referring to. Look up, look up Billy. Look up a Billy. Look up a Billy. <laughs> oh, Billy. How come you never said "Oh, Billy" once this episode? Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Remember that from? Uh, What's that from? That's from Cable Guy. Boom! Ballad and I know movies. We we all it's actually in uh whatever episode seventy four I think of Cool Boy uh, podcast where we talk about funniest uh, movies of all time. Well, Billy is back. Urban Dictionary says a Billy is usually a caring guy. He is usually very kind to his girlfriend, even if things can be complicated. They know they'll be together forever. A Billy can be the one of the sweetest guys you ever find. His friends always support him and are always by his side. As his relationship, he and his girlfriend or girlfriends tend to be or girlfriend to be 
can't be confused about it all, but once they actually talk, they'll learn they're the ones for each other. As in, Billy is the best and only boyfriend ever. I don't. Okay. Names are gonna have good urban dictionaries. You gotta do Conda line. You gotta do. Look a up Wonderland. Line. Look up well, Wonderland. Wonderland. <laughs> it's gonna be another fucking paragraph. Do you really want me to talk this much? Um, oh, sure. a Wonderland is a secret place of your own imagination. Please, yeah, these are lame. Okay, whatever. All right. Well, Billy's back, and Billy's the best because Wonder. Our going to Wonderland can mean getting off your face on drugs. Is Dave in Wonderland, or is he just drunk? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Do you know what Cable Guy is referencing in the O'Billy? No. I no. didn't know his reference. I was always referencing Cable Guy. That's why it was Midnight Express. Huh. I did not know that. Oh, Billy. Uh, does a girl do that? Yeah, the girl does that. She shows her tit to him. Ooh, oh. it's hot. Mm-hmm. If I'm in prison, Look that's all I want is people with their titties showing it to me against the glass. Steve, did you like the ending of this episode? You know, I always kind of feel like a lot of the episodes are kind of a letdown. The, the last sort of like half, it just kind of ends with them getting caught. or And then they immediately end. And then like, that's it. You know, that sort of thing. So, you know, I didn't, the, the last part of it, I didn't think was that good. They just kind of reunite. What, what did you think? Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, it just it it, it I it was more noticeable this time for me. I sometimes I don't really mind it as much as you do. Um, this time was absolutely more noticeable. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I didn't really care for the episode in general. I gave it two out of five boys. Okay, so you're already there. Yeah, you know, I I would give this one probably. You know, I it's like a mix because I I thought it was fun, creating the Mad Hatter, and so it was interesting to see him become a you know villain from this person who basically the whole reason why he becomes a villain is because he has no confidence and he realizes he can control everybody's minds and it would be a lot easier and so all that is like pretty dark like i i thought that was all kind of interesting and for you know once again for a kid's show to, to have this character who they try to start off be i think you're supposed to be sympathetic towards him because he's getting kind of picked on by his boss and you, they show him kind of looking longing to the girl and you know, you wanted him to get the girl, and then they just kind of show him get drunk with power. Um, so, you know, I I thought it was interesting, but it, again, it kind of with the way that it, these a lot of these ones end is that they just have to like quickly kind of just like finish it up, and probably is going to get sent to Arkham or or whatnot. Yeah, you don't need to see all the paperwork. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably give this one three out of five after going through my my synopsis of. Of the of the darkness, uh, in the episode, it, it, I, I thought that was interesting. It definitely having him be like you said, it was definitely like if this was a an adult show, he would have done something dark to Alice. Like it wouldn't have just been him, you know, having her say yes, Jarvis or whatever it was. Like he he would have been like Kilgrave and done some sort of traumatic, you know, experience. And, she was uh, a puppet, a soulless little doll, you know, or whatever. That's what Batman says she's going to be. And, he, you know, it's like, would you want that? And uh, Batman, I'm sure there's lots of men, probably in Asia, that would love that. But, uh, so, yeah, I give it three out of five. High praise. <laughs> Great bat stuff, gentlemen. Cool Boy Nation, tune in next week. Same cool bat time. Same cool bat channel. Cool Bat Nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of mad as a hatter.
or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond Coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes of Batman and Beyond come out every Tuesday. Please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about five so cool movies, everything ranging from bods to dongs and all the boners they have given us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at the Cool Boys Podcast. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout-out on The Cool Boys Podcast that airs every Tuesday. You can find The Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Byzies from Felk. That's Byzies from Ballard. And Byzies from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Ah.